Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for the Six Rings postgame show. Breaking down everything Patriots with Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Hart. The Six Rings postgame show is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By New England Recovery Center in Westboro, where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. By Catches Law Group, the personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com. And by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Third and final hour of the Six Rings postgame show here on WEEI following the New England Patriots 27-13 victory at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona over the, sadly, Kyler Murray-free Arizona Cardinals. Of course, Kyler Murray, in case you missed it earlier tonight, on the third play from scrimmage, was uh, scrambling because if he was running, it would have been a scheduled run or a called run. He was scrambling a bit for a first down. Uh, juke to the right, something popped in his knee, down he went. You could see he was in excruciating pain, very emotional. Mario was carted off the field later. Uh, reports are that the team believes it's not good and that it is likely a torn ACL ending his season, a season that was likely already over for the Cardinals as they were 4-8. and eight. They moved to, I believe, 1-6 and six at home this season. Wow, they are a really bad home team. And the New England Patriots... I guess this is now the least consequential or the least memorable of the four games they have played at that particular stadium, Andy. Uh, obviously, the 2016 game, Jimmy Garoppolo's first uh, during the four games of Tom Brady's deflate gate garbage suspension, Super Bowl 49, and then some other game that was played back in February of 2008. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it? I'm not really in the mood for it. As a matter of fact, um, as a matter of fact, you know, well, before we get to Mac Jones, Terp, I gave you a couple pieces of audio earlier. This was kind of fun. So I toggled back and forth watching this game. Um, I thought Buck and Aikman did, a, you know, did their job. Uh, I, I appreciate the fact that Troy Aikman did call out the NFL or just like this particular season. 
echoing what Tom Brady had said. Of course, he didn't use the word that rhymes with pity that Tom Brady used to describe how the football that he even himself and his team have been playing at times this season, the quality of play and the caliber of the 2022 NFL. Tori Aikman called it out earlier tonight. Uh, Joe Buck, uh, Terp, do you have, first, before we even get to Bill Simmons and his appearance on the Manning cast, do you have Joe Buck's intro for tonight's uh, Patriots cards game? It is a cool evening in the desert, but we're getting ready to heat it up. It's the New England Patriots and the Arizona Cardinals for you. The hell was Do you that? sometimes wonder if the broadcasters say to each other as they go through the meetings and they're like, wow, this is really boring talking to Patricia Belichick and uh, Mac Jones. And I think this game's going to kind of suck. So let's just kind of have fun with it tonight. Let's just go places with this one. Oh, yeah. No, no, no doubt in my mind that sometimes they do that. And sometimes the producers um, push them. In there direction. he is. Not the tallest guy in the world. Robert Wadlow was back in the day, but he couldn't sling it like Kyler. Or maybe he had a couple nips before the game. See, that's the thing. Now, Twitter has made a thing out of saying drunk Joe Buck is back tonight. Well, I don't, wasn't I mean, he the listen, one that didn't he? If you're making a... $15 million a year and all you got to do is take a couple of meetings, get in makeup, wear a suit and call a game alongside Troy Aikman, then do a hit with Scott Van Pelt afterwards. I'd be in the best mood every week, too. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got a pretty good gig in life, but I'm not sure that means you should be drinking on the job. I think that's I don't about. think he is imbibing or partaking of adult beverages and spirits, Andrew. Yeah, he probably wasn't. No, but, he probably uh, is. That was a weird energy. Weird energy. I give yeah, him that's, kind of, that's kind of become his thing now as he kicks off the Monday Night Football. But so I, I went back and forth between traditional broadcast and a little Manning cast because they did have some interesting guests tonight. Um they had uh, Joe Burrow, who was pretty boring, but that's kind of what he does. He's cool on the field and a little snoozy off, but that's fine. Then in the second quarter, they had Bill Simmons, who used to work at ESPN. I think this was his first appearance since being let go of his contract and the shutdown of Grantland years ago before he started the ringer. Then Keegan Michael Key and Adam Vinatieri in the fourth quarter. Bill Simmons was of interest because he has made no bones about how much he thinks that Eli got off like just, you know, like any Pats fan, hating the Manning brothers, having a rivalry with them, uh, thinking that the Giants got away with one or two in those Super Bowls, how heartbreaking it was, et cetera. Um, this was kind of fun, actually. This was a little bit of their exchange tonight. Um, Bill Simmons giving Eli the business over Super Bowl 42 and the infamous helmet catch. No, we don't have that one yet. Okay, that'll that one will come later during the break. Okay. Um he did, though, offer. Do you have the back to New England one, Terp? Yeah, we got that one. Okay. Um, he did drop this little nugget. I'm not sure if his little birdies are, are chirping at him uh, from inside the organization. This has been building a little, uh, building up a little bit over the last couple of weeks, Andy. Jeff Howe obviously tweeted about it a little while ago and wrote about it. and uh, um, You know, something about sources. Everyone's got sources these days. Um, how valid they are or not, we'll see. But he offered this little nugget about um, a certain quarterback who used to play here who's pretty well known around these parts and what he may or may not be thinking about next year. I don't think Brady's going to retire. I don't think he's going to be in Tampa next year. And I do wonder, is there a possibility he could come back next year? A farewell thing. You know how much he means to Bob Kraft. Could this be the way to put a bow on it? Could he come back for one last season? Now, the, the, the Brady comes back and plays for the Patriots. For one last season. Did he tell you this? Did he text you this? No, he definitely did not tell me this. 
Brady's not talking to anybody right yeah, I think should we is... should we continue to entertain this or should we no. just put that one down now and just put a wrap on that? Well, Especially after I... the way he played yesterday. Oh, he was terrible. But um, I have yet to to hear. Or re- has anybody sourced this at all? All I hear is just open speculation. Yeah, that's like, that's exactly that's what I. Keep, that's, that's all, all Jeff Howe did. He put it on a list of like these teams Tom Brady could go to, and this is why it might make sense. And. Like there was, I, I haven't heard anybody, and it doesn't make any sense to me. It makes zero sense to me. Why would he want to come have a miserable season in New England where the team's not very good? Wouldn't he want to go have fun somewhere? If Brock Purdy can succeed and whoop his ass with the 49ers weapons, maybe that's a place he'd like to play, right down the street from his home and actually win a game at Levi Stadium. So, yeah, it, I, there's it makes There's zero no sense. chance the San Francisco 49ers, when they have a seventh-round draft pick, they would have to pay no money to uh, who's obviously a, a little bit of a gamer. Granted, now he's only got two appearances. He's there, Bailey Zappi, if you will. Two appearances, one start. Big win in that game, obviously, against a reeling Tampa Bay Buccaneers team and and Tom Brady, who even his parents had bought tickets to the game to see. They weren't even there to see him. It was almost incidental that uh, Mr. and Mrs. Purdy, if you will, were, at, were in attendance at Levi Stadium to see their son get his first NFL start. They had bought tickets two months ago to see Tom Brady. Like, oh, we got to go see Tom Brady in person. Turns out their son got his first NFL start, and he played really well. I, but, like, as far as an audition for Kyle Shanahan, who has previously passed on Tom Brady in free agency, that was not the audition tape that he wanted to put. Not, not that he needs audition tape, but if you're Kyle Shanahan or anyone else, would you want to go with Brock Purdy for next to nothing? Uh, with your awesome system and your kick-ass defense, or would you want to spend thirty million bucks on Tom Brady? Oh, I would go with Brady, even though I didn't mm. think Brady played well, and I think he's been part of the problem in Tampa. I don't think he's been the whole problem. Um, I would go with Brady. Purdy had a good game. We'll see where it goes. A lot is being made of this too. That sort of annoyed me. This idea that Shanahan's proving that he can win with any quarterback. That's the exact yeah, opposite of what's happened on our website just earlier today. In fact, yeah, and that's the exact opposite of what's actually happened in San Francisco. When he hasn't had Jimmy G, he hasn't been able to win. This was a one-off. Now we'll see. Maybe it'll continue because they do have good weapons. Um, but he has needed Jimmy G to win in recent years. And the record—I don't have the exact numbers—but the record is putrid without Jimmy G in San Francisco for Shanahan. So, but my bigger point was whatever the specific team would be. There's going to be a lot of teams out there that are a lot more palatable for a Tom Brady return, similar to when he arrived in Tampa, where it feels like it might be ready-made for a run. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you see any way the Patriots would be that team, that they'd be ready-made for a run next year? Because I, I don't. No, as a matter of fact, I think the Patriots, if we thought they made a lot of moves and turned over personnel during the uncharacteristically aggressive shopping spree of last year, I think they're going to have to make almost just as many next year. There'll be changes on the offensive line. The defensive line may look similar to what it is now, just maybe minus Lawrence Guy if he decides to finally hang him up, but he's still giving a good, he's still a gamer and a good effort. Uh, offensive line will be different. Wide receivers will be different. You can't change the tight ends, really. You're especially locked into John o. Smith for one more year, it seems. Running backs, you may part Damian Harris. Safety, I mean, I think a lot, of, there's going to be turnover everywhere, and you've got to get faster. You have to get younger, and you have to get more dynamic and dangerous. I yeah. don't think they're going to load up enough that Tom Brady's going to say, my best chance is to come back in, displace Mac Jones, and finish my career where I started it. Hell no. No, because I, I don't think they have 
the resources. They have good money to spend, not stupid money to spend. But who's um, the team then? Who is the team, Andy, that is as ready for a postseason run the way Tampa Bay was with a loaded defense, wide receivers, weapons, and an arsenal galore a couple of years ago that just needed someone to step in and throw more touchdowns than picks as opposed to 33 interceptions like Jameis Winston did in 2019. I don't know who that team is. Well, the 49ers are certainly an option. That yeah. describes the 49ers. Great defense, mm-hmm. great weapons on offense, mm-hmm. want to get over the hump, maybe. Um, now they have a weird situation with Trey Lance coming back and then Purdy mm-hmm. and everything that's going on there. Um, but I would I would include them as one of those, those type teams. Um, I'm trying to think of another... Be st- I, that would be so strange, like you know, ousting Garoppolo once again. If but you know what? what well, he's what, done there. I mean, his contract's yeah, no, up after done. this season. He's got a but, better I mean, chance contract. of playing in New England next year than he does in San Francisco. Yeah, he. I, I can't imagine Jimmy will be back next year. Um, they. I, why would they resign him? You have Trey Lance. You can go get somebody else. You might have Purdy. Um, yeah, I, I can't imagine that making any sense. I've I've heard people throw the Jets around for Brady. Yeah. That would be can can you imagine? Can you imagine if New York Jets fans who have spent almost a quarter of a century reviling, mocking, detesting, loathing, doing everything under the sun they can to wish hex and hell and great fury and anger on this man would have to turn to him as a potential savior in hopes that maybe he would be the one to finally deliver them? To the promised land of postseason or a Super Bowl. Can you imagine? Broadway I mean, Tom. <laughs> right? Good Lord. No that way. Hurt, huh? That would leave a mark, wouldn't it? Uh, maybe. He, hey, listen, Tua isn't doing himself any favors the last couple of weeks. Maybe Brady will finally make his way to Miami and well, get that, a chance yeah. to play with their weapons. That was the original one. So that one, depending on it, that's the other thing. A lot of these could play out differently over the the rest of December, January, and February, you know, whether it's injuries or just teams underachieving that maybe you think want to get over the top. Who knows? But I do think he's coming back. I do think he's going to play next year. I just don't think there's a shot in hell of it being in New England. I can't imagine that he would want to finish his season potentially with a losing record, that he would want to finish his career, excuse me, finish his career with a losing season, that he would want to finish his career maybe even losing out on his division. I mean, there's no guarantee that they're going to... The, the Buccaneers are 6-7. and seven. There's no guarantee that they're going to win their division now. Can you imagine Tom Brady leaving on an 8-9 and nine record, blowing the easiest division title possibly in his career, or at least since the early 2010s with the New England Patriots when he had Edelman and prime Gronk, and then losing that and being like, yeah, it's good. I should have stayed retired, but I didn't. Now that my life's all messed up, uh, I'm going to go, guys. Hell no. He's going to want to absolutely come back for one more season so he can try and go out on top. Yeah, it just won't be in Tampa. And I don't know no. where it'll be, but it's going to be another interesting, entertaining uh, layer to the off season where there's going to be yet more quarterbacks because we're going to hear about Aaron Rodgers again. We're going to hear about some of these big-name quarterbacks potentially being on the move. Once again, we are broadcasting here on the Six Rings Post Game Show from our Best Yet brand studio, and we are brought to you by Zooty. Build any app your company needs in just a week's time. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com, for your free trial. Back to the Mac Jones topic at hand, Andy. Um, Do you think there is a chance, if we had a number of callers earlier saying that they think Mac Jones has turned it around, 
Mac Jones will lead the turnabout face and the progress and a possible playoff push for the Patriots with his uh, his energy, his effort, his leadership, his gameplay. Do you think that the the way to salvage the season for Mac Jones is sure, obviously go on a nice little hot stretch run here and then maybe build some momentum, carry that into next season, or do you think maybe uh, the the it's more just about kind of like going through the suffering that he's gone through and then you know surviving that and turning that into it like hey it can't get any worse for the kid he survived all this think about how much better he's going to be for having gone through the fire of 2022 come next season well i need to answer that in a weird way because that was actually brought up post game when i was on with uh, dondero and kj and pre-game have you have you yes and you know what according to producer justin turpin you need to answer that on the other side so hold that answer andy Tell me how you feel about Mac Jones. We'd love to hear from you guys as well. 617-779-7937. Let us pay the bills. We'll come back, talk about Mac Jones' development, how he can finish out the season. Plus, we'll get to Andy's thumbs up, thumbs down, the player of the game. It's all coming up here in the final hour of the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Back to the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. Hopkins three catches, 49 yards. Over the middle, here he is. Loses the ball, picked up by New England, and touchdown, Raquan McMillan. Tucker forced it. Hopkins saying, my fault, and Raquan McMillan. Takes it down the sideline for the defensive score. Patriots back on top. One could argue that was the play of the game for the New England Patriots, if not a turning point in tonight's affair. It was 13 to 13 at that point. The Patriots were not. The Patriots, excuse me, were able to get three points earlier in the third quarter, and then just when the Cardinals wanted to establish a drive and get some momentum themselves, the boneheaded play by DeAndre Hopkins, a great receiver who did not exactly have a hallmark DeAndre Hopkins night. The strip, if you will, or as Andy called it, the easy knockout by Kyle Duggar and the scoop and score from Raekwon McMillan, putting the Patriots up 20-13 to on way to the 
2-13 victory. Okay, Andy, you were just teasing before we took the break about going on the pregame show with KJ and Dondero filling in for Mutt tonight here on WEI and addressing the idea of Mac Jones, his future, and how he could turn a positive out of the many negatives that have been his 2022 season. Please continue. Or should he even want to turn it into a positive down the stretch? And there's this interesting um, theory, fear-based theory out there for some fans that if Mac Jones, who has certainly played better over the last month, Mm-hmm. were to continue to trend upward over the end of the season to the point where maybe you're even feeling really good about Mac at the end of the year. Some of us would see that as a positive. Mm-hmm. Some have fears that that would embolden Bill Belichick to want to keep Matt Patricia as the play caller and may oh. give him reason to defend such a decision. And I don't really believe that. I, I've told you this already. I think that Matt Patricia will be reassigned within the staff mm-hmm. um, this offseason. But it's an interesting theory, and I wonder if Mac has even thought about that. Like, Mac's going to do his best, obviously. He's an, a competitor, vicious competitor, emotional, the whole thing. But in a weird way, if he plays better over the second half of the season and in the final month of the season, is he validating Matt Patricia? Oh, it just took them some time to to work the kinks out and to get the system changed and get on the same page, could he be validating the guy that seems to so frustrate him? That's an interesting way, a very New England, if you will, a very Boston Boston sports media way to look at the remainder of Mac Jones's 2022 campaign, his sophomore season in the NFL. Would it benefit him to turn things around grasp the offense or just say blanket I'm going to do it myself and you know wave off Matt Patricia and just decide to call his own plays you know go rogue when he wants to throw it downfield when he wants to hurry up whatever tempo etc or would it uh, may or maybe he finally grasps the system and Patricia develops a little bit more of a feel for it or would it be better if it's just an abject disaster and a flaming car wreck and then Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, Bill Belichick at all are left with no choice but to have to relieve Matt Patricia of his play calling duties. Hmm. Is there any way I could get both? Could I possibly see Mac Jones progress after having regressed so much earlier this season? But then the Patriots realize um, on the whole that Matt Patricia obviously is not the guy. I see what you're saying, Andy, and I have an equal fear. But they just possibly can't can't. There's no way anyone can say like, yeah, no, this is this is the right guy. He just needed a year to learn on the fly. Well, what if they win the next four games and they win a shootout with Tua? They win a shootout with Burrow. They win a shootout with Allen. Can't possibly hope the Patriots lose out just so we can just so the organization will rid itself of Matt Patricia as play caller. Can we? Well, no, I, you know, from your perspective, I think what you have to root for is a little bit like some of the games we've been seeing mm-hmm. where the offense isn't very good. The offense still has trouble on third down and in the red zone and can't make plays and all the, but somehow you sneak out a win as a turnover on defense. There's a punt return for Marcus Jones mm-hmm. and you steal a couple games. I think that's, that's the best case scenario from that perspective is try to win games any way you can but the offense still stinks, and it's obvious that the offense is not of an NFL caliber. Hanging around long enough 
to take advantage of, and this is very Bill Belichick, very Patriots football, hanging around long enough to take advantage of the other team when they do make their mistakes, and they will give you a couple throughout the course of the game. It's worked not so far. making as many mistakes as they make, therefore allowing yourself a shot at, uh, if not the chance to win the game. I see. I see what you're saying. I just can't imagine that they look at Matt Patricia at the end of the season when you've just got everyone under the sun, you know, and maybe it's a lot of the same people saying the same things over and over again, but when the entire world has realized that this is just not a contemporary caliber of professional football offense and that they, I mean, what, what if, what if ownership comes, you know, and now, now we get to the big topic from last week that was swirling around sports radio, sports radio and media and beyond, you know, um, was Bill Belichick coaching for his job tonight? That was the silliest thing I think I'd ever heard. And I've heard a yeah, lot of silly I, things, Andy. W- are we really to believe like he was going to be fired tomorrow? No, I think what it was was the the levy of frustration. The dam would have broken like, had he gone out there tonight and not been able to get a win against the Cardinals, not one in convincing fashion. And I still don't think, I mean, this was well, convincing, but they it was didn't. hardly... I no, mean, this Kyler was Murray not went out in the first three plays. Yeah, this was not convincing at all. No. They they were in a dogfight in the second half, and then the other team gave you the game. This mm-hmm. was not convincing in any form or fashion. I just... No, the Patriots they, didn't uh, dominate or assert their will whatsoever. I mean, defensively, I guess you can say the pass rush got after it pretty good. Oh, yeah. Uchi and Judon took over in the fourth quarter when that patchwork offensive line right. of theirs, which made the Patriots' offensive line look positively dominant at times, but uh, just broke apart. But to, I just, it's hard for me to even say, you know, Belichick's on the hot seat. Never mind that one game. After all of this, everything that's happened, the good, the bad, the Tom Brady going, the Super Bowls, everything, it came down to a, a Monday night game in Arizona. Like, I just, it feels a bit much. I don't, I don't really, I, I don't really know how to, feels like too much time on people's hands, too much thinking and overanalyzing. And, and I'm. I'm a believer that if this season falls apart, serious conversations have to be had. Tough conversations have to be had between Robert mm-hmm. Kraft and Bill Belichick. But not simply because of whatever happened at at Arizona on a Monday night in December. That That's a bit much. Uh, our pal Andrew Callahan at the Boston Herald said he had heard practices were crisp and sharp, maybe the sharpest mm-hmm. of the season. Did that translate on the field tonight? Nope. It absolutely did not translate in any form or fashion. And that was not exactly a world beater of a defense. That was not the 85 Bears nor the 2,000 Ravens. Oh, they stink. They are good at the line of scrimmage, but that's the worst red zone defense in the NFL and the worst team against tight ends. And obviously you saw Hunter Henry break free and catch a couple big ends tonight as well. But that's the team you're supposed to get right against tonight, running in the red zone, passing in the red zone. And the Patriots actually were able to score some red zone touchdowns tonight, for God's sakes. Yeah, they went 50-50, which for them is... Is better than the alternative. That's flat out spectacular. Zero for six, so now you're uh, two for ten. Still pretty bad over the uh, the totality of it, and still three of eleven on third down, which is bad. Um, So they they didn't. This was not a feel good get right game against a team that was thirty first in points, thirty second in the red zone, twenty eighth in third down, allowed four point six yards per rush on the. I I guess you took advantage of that. The young guys ran Mm -hmm. the ball pretty well. They had, what, just over 100 yards or close Let's to 100 see yards? The 96 between the two. Pierre Strong, 5 for 70, a 14-yard average. He got one touchdown. Kevin Harris, 8 carries for 26 yards. And Mondre, only 3 for 8 before he had to exit the game 
with an ankle injury. Uh, hopefully that ankle injury is not so serious that it prevents him. And, of course, Mac Jones, five carries for a negative one yard as well. Um, hopefully that ankle injury does not prevent him from taking the field on Sunday against the Raiders as well. Of course, the, the duo of the kids, which went for a total of 13 for 96, looked pretty good. A couple of big long runs on there, obviously padding those stats. But you're going to need Ramondre Stevenson on Sunday against Josh McDaniels. Just no, yeah, you absolutely are going to need him back. So maybe keeping him off the field tonight was as much a preventative as, as it was a need to keep him off the field tonight. Well, you could get Damian Harris back. Uh, I think you, you yes, definitely he was doubtful. need yep. one. He made the trip. He was on the sideline. Right. He did warm up. You definitely need one of the veterans uh, against the Raiders. I would not feel great about going into that game with just, even though they played well and stepped mm-hmm. up to the opportunities that were afforded to them, um, you, you definitely need one of those. And Stevenson didn't look terrible. He did return for one quick series. I don't even a couple plays. Yeah, and then he made, left like I'll play. Yeah. I think he reached his arm out for a screen pass and was like, yeah, this doesn't feel great. Yeah, they had retaped him like over mm-hmm. the cleat and it it just was too much for him, whatever. Um, but yeah, I would I would not want to go into that game with neither of the veteran running backs healthy and just relying on those two. So the question is, as I had written here on my pre-show notes, did this game do anything or at least enough to quell all of the insider and national football rumblings about Belichick's potentially, his job potentially being on the line? I don't know how it could. I mean, they were favored. They were supposed to win, and that's with Kyler Murray playing in the game Mm -hmm. that they were favored on the road. They played a team that has one win at home this year, and what is it, like one win in the last calendar year or something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah, um, they're, they're, they're just flat-out terrible in their own home stadium. We joked about it on the, the Six Rings podcast preview of the game that their quarterback and their coaching staff don't really get along. Sort of like, you're like that was not a stable, productive, efficient team you were facing. You were supposed to win this game, and then they lost arguably their best player on the third play from scrimmage. So I don't know how this changes absolutely anything it shouldn't save a job it shouldn't lose a job it's just you know you you took advantage of the situation you got a victory to extend your season if you had lost this game your season was over and then there certainly would be a lot of dramatic discussions I think the fan base would be all fired up I don't know that that means necessarily oh you lost to the Cardinals fire Bill Belichick on a Monday night Um, I'm not taking that extreme approach to this but um, no this doesn't make me think okay they're hitting their stride. It's mid-December. They're going to play their best football. No, I don't think they actually played all that well tonight. The pass rush was good. Other aspects you'd point to that were really efficient. The passing game was the short passing game again. That they they You look at it. They're mm-hmm. top receivers. I'm looking at the their numbers right game. now. They're top yes. three receivers. Mm-hmm. So they targeted Bourne five mm-hmm. times, Aguilar ten times, Thornton five times. So 20 of 35 targets went to people who... Averaged nine yards per catch, six yards per catch, and seven yards per catch. Like, that's that visual of what what um, Johnson was talking about. That you just, you're a short passing game. There's no, even Bill in his comments tried to list the times they threw the ball down the field. He listed the two Hunter Henry catches and then was like, okay, I'm out. I got nothing. I can't get to a third yeah. example. Then threw um, a ninja smoke bomb on the floor and exited. Right. So, like, other than... The one thing I'll say that they've definitively cleaned up is the turnovers and the interceptions. The last two interceptions mm-hmm. Mac Jones has thrown, he's been hit while releasing the ball. So they haven't yes. cleaned up the offensive line, 
but they've cleaned up the turnovers that were coming fast and furious early in the season. But other than that, third down's still an issue. I don't feel great about the red zone just because you had a little bit of success. Um, and injuries are piling up. That's the other thing. If you're yeah. trying to feel good about things, wide receiver, cornerback, and running back are all decimated by injuries right now. To Jack top Jones, Bruce Knee, Devontae Parker, and hat tip to Nelson Aguilar for helping get him off the field when he saw that he was woozy and in need of a spot check and a trip to the blue tent. And the spotter should be fired. Uh, again, Everybody in America knew that he was he was concussed at that point or should be totally looked at up. for a yeah. concussion. And for some reason, the one person who's actually paid to watch for those you things. You have one missed job. It. You, you had one job. Where were you? Were you getting a sub or something? They put the dessert tray out in the in the press box and you left well, for I a minute? I did see Zach Cox tweeted out a, a picture. They had those little nutty buddy cones they were handing out at halftime in the meeting maybe, rooms. Maybe that's where the guy was. But, I mean, that was, that was pretty bad because it was obvious to everybody who oh, was yeah. watching the game. Obvious. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, uh, D-Mac got a little dinged up in the postgame. Uh, I read the quote, said that he just said he was old. So, you know, maybe he'll be able to be back. I agree, yeah, the injuries piled up like there and they went into the game. They're, like another note I had made a lot of talent on the inactives. Jacoby Myers couldn't dress tonight. Jalen Mills didn't dress tonight. Christian Barmore still on injured reserve. Uh, who uh, Isaiah Wynn wasn't able to play again. Now he's missed close to half this season. Obviously hasn't been that effective when he's been out there as well. But a lot of starting caliber talent was not active tonight and or was ultimately hurt during this game. That's a lot of walking wounded you're going to carry into your next must-win game if you have any hopes of turning the season around and making a play, uh, a legitimate postseason push. At the very best, it feels like you might take one step forward, one step back. Like maybe you'll get Myers back, but maybe Parker could be out, right? So you, 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 you're kind mm-hmm. of spinning your tires a little bit at some of these positions where – you want your full complement to be out there. And the offensive line, they just continue to be a mess. I don't know who their best five are. I don't know how you get the most productive five out there. There was one play I looked, and it, it, like the front side, and you look backside, and and Connor McDermott's were like on the ground with his feet in the air, like he just gotten killed or, or snipered by somebody. It's It's like every play, one of the five offensive linemen just looks like they got their butt whooped or didn't know what they were supposed to do or weren't on mm-hmm. the same page with the other four guys. There's no consistency and continuity with their play up front. Yeah, like, oh, I wasn't supposed to free release that guy. Oh, crap. I'm going right. to hear like, about that. What are we doing here? And they're not the only ones that do it. The Cardinals did it, too. They gave uh, oh, Ju- Judon. Yeah, Judon took him a second and a half to, on the big sack. He had a sack and a half tonight, too, for Uche as well. Matt Judon on that one, just free, unabated release straight towards Colt, Colt McCoy, what's he, what's he going to do? Obviously, he's going right. to—he's faster and stronger and tougher. Of course, that's what he's going to do. In high school, you used to call those lookout blocks, and it was because the guy was mad at you, the offensive lineman, and he wanted you to learn a lesson or something. Like, these are professionals giving up lookout blocks. Uh, I put out a little bit of a poll earlier this morning just to try to check in with Pats fans and see what they thought was going to happen tonight. And of the four options for how I thought or how I wanted to know how Patriots fans thought the game would go tonight, Option one was Mac Cooks in the Pats role. Option two was the Patriots would be less sucky and it would be a snoozy win. Option three, Arizona squeaks by New England. And option four, Kyler and D-Hop pork the Pats. Um, so we were right. The winner in I a landslide, Pats less sucky, gets snoozy W. We were right. That's what I voted yeah. for. See, mm-hmm. we're smart. See, we're we, smart. see, we've seen a little football in our times. We we're not, a little we're not bit falling for the banana football. in the tailpipe. You got to win, but we know what this team is right now. Oh, just because they elevated 
just because they elevated my guy Cameron McGrone off the practice mm. squad to the game day 53 didn't mean that he was going to see the field. Oh, but just to have seen him out there for a second, just to see a little relevant action. But uh, obviously he didn't make it to the field because he was one of the nope. seven inactives for the Patriots tonight. Andy, we've got one more break left, then it's going to be 2 o'clock, and the postgame show is going to be wrapped up. So when we come back, you know your job. we got to do a quick thumbs up, thumbs down, player of the game, quick preview of Sunday's Patriots Raiders affair, and then we will wrap it up. Anyone got final thoughts? We're here for you, 617-779-7937. This is the Six Rings postgame show, Patriots and Cardinals edition here on WEI. Now, back to the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. Easily the most anticipated segment in the history of NFL postgame radio shows, one of the most wildly read columns in the history of radio show sports reporting websites, of course. It's Andy Hart's Thumbs Up and Thumbs Down. This will be the Patriots-Cardinals-Patriots victory edition from tonight's Monday Night Football Affair. Andy, where would you like to begin? So we'll start with uh, the thumbs up, since the segment is thumbs up and thumbs down. We don't want to go in reverse order. And we'll start with the rookie running backs, Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong. Get some love from me for piling up nearly 100 yards rushing. Two touchdowns. Each got their first NFL touchdown. And you needed those points because um, you were in a dogfight for a while there and you had no other running backs to turn to. And we all know that Ramondre Stevenson has been kind of the uh, the backbone of the offense all year. So for these two guys to step in, having had limited um, opportunities prior to this and limited mm-hmm. success prior to this, uh, I think that's a really impressive performance for those two guys and probably a good sign for their future and for the future of the position in New England moving forward. Big time agree as well. And if Damian Harris, uh, whose contract ends at the end of the season, is interested in coming back the way Kevin Harris ran tonight, you may, I don't know, the the idea of keeping around keeping him around for the veteran hammer running back role, if you will, opposite Ramondre Stevenson, he may be a little bit expendable. We'll see about that. All right, who else made the list? So Marcus Jones is the next obvious choice. Uh, Might be your his Iron list. Man. Might have to name it after him now. It's pretty close. I mean, I joked about it when I do my ranking the roster next summer. Marcus Jones is going to be really high on that list, uh, depending on what they do in the offseason. But, um, you know, continued his normal duties in the return game, was on defense all night long, had a big hit on uh, Trey McBride, the tight end, had Mm -hmm. his first career interception, had a catch for 12 yards, had a couple rushes, saw more, um, I'm going to call them like Tyreek Hill motions, in the backfield where they were kind of mm-hmm. using him as a decoy to draw the eyes and the attention of the defense, even when he wasn't getting the football or really involved in the play. So he's a guy that's earned his uh, his uh, his rest over the next couple of days because that's I'll be interested to see. I don't think the snap counts are out yet, but when you total uh, all the snap counts together in all three phases of the game, he had a really, really impressive outing. Uh, I imagine the bookend pass rushers who accounted for three and a half sacks and basically dominated the fourth quarter of tonight's game made the thumbs up list. They did. Josh Uche, Matthew Judon, and the pass rush. They had six sacks as a team, uh, three for Uche. He now has 10 on the season, double-digit sacks sack on guy. the season. Matt yep. Judon is right. Maybe he isn't the best pass rusher on the team. Uche's season is for real. 
Well, Matt, Judon now has 14 and a half on the season, I believe, to tie Bosa for the NFL lead. Move back into first place in the NFL, at least in a tie right now. But they were, even before they started to pile up the sacks late, I thought they were very active getting in uh, the face and around Colt McCoy to make him uncomfortable. They took advantage of that offensive line, and they... The pass rush continues to be, I know the coverage and the rush have gone back and forth like, oh, we get interceptions because of the rush, and then the rush is like, no, we get sacks because of the coverage. I think the pass rush has been the best part of this defense. Judon, Uche, Wise, those guys up front. Even uh, one of the biggins had a sack late. Was it Godchow? Equale. Oh, Equale, yeah, Daniel Equale yeah. blew through the left guard there. Big, he blew up yeah. a run play, then, then got the so, sack. That front uh, was dominant. And then the other guy I had on the thumbs-up list was sort of a right-place, right-time guy, but he did what he needed to do. Raekwon McMillan, the scoop-and-score touchdown. That I firmly believe that play changed the game, and if he mm-hmm. bumbles that ball out of bounds there or something with the way this offense is, you never know what could happen. So the fact that he uh, scooped it and put it in the end zone 23 yards later, give him credit for keying the victory. All you can ask is someone do their job when presented with the opportunity, and that's what it's all about. Right guy, right place, right time, right play, right score. On the thumbs down list. um, So the first thing on the thumbs down list is the injuries, just in Mm -hmm. general. Um, So we'll skip past that. Um, Devin McCourty makes my thumbs down list because... Oh, uh, D-Mac! He's definitely lost a step. I know people like to hate to hear that. He's such a nice guy. Um, he is just not the the safety net in the back end that he once no. was. And tonight Did we it was him meeting... the same way Portugal benched Ronaldo at this. Point no, no, now? no, no. He's still he's still okay. productive. He's just okay. fallen off from what he once was. Sure. And tonight he met James Conner at the five yard line, and James Conner said, "Okay, well, you you and I can go into the end zone together then." And he dragged him into the end zone <laughs> for that touchdown. Um, it's just you, you're seeing that McCourty doesn't – he doesn't have the quickness anymore. I don't think he tackles as well as he once did. So Devin McCourty makes it. Um, then I group together the offensive penalties and mechanics because mm. from the Trent Brown false start to the um, those two penalties I was talking about, the delay a game and then the illegal shift with Stevenson and Kendrick Bourne, and then when he had to take a timeout – early in the second half and was kind of barking at the sideline and upset the whole the whole pre-snap penalties through getting the play call in the whole thing on offense is still just not fluid, fluid. hey Boom. good call wow nice job jinx Okay, coke i'll take a miller light 2 a.m and we're saying fluid together on the radio isn't this great um <laughs> and then uh, i pulled trent brown trent brown is just such a disappointment he really is because now he's out there and I know he's been battling illness and injury and all these things but between the penalties he had another false start he had another one for getting downfield a couple penalties he got beat badly by Zach Allen for a sack he's just he's just struggling out there and sometimes it's it seems like it's effort related too and that's really disappointing Time to wrap things up here. We'll finish strong with the player of the game. Of course, the Patriots player of the game is brought to you by Cars for Kids. The easy way to donate your car, donate today, and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to Cars for Kids. That's Cars with a K dot com or one eight seven seven Cars for Kids. Andy, tonight's player of the game was DeAndre Hopkins because <laughs> he gave you the football. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, if I had to take a serious player of the game, I think I would go Pierre Strong. How about that? Why what not? a pleasant surprise. Running 70 back yards Pierre rushing? Strong. Touchdown? Give it to the young running back. 
Why not? The young buck with a nice play, a little offensive spark in the second half to help the Patriots seal the deal. Once again, oh, Patriots wait, Josh 27. Uh, jo- you know what? Josh Uche might, you know. They Sorry, split I got it. confused. It's late. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> that'll wrap up this edition of the Six Rings postgame show. Good job, Andy. Good job, producer Justin Turpin. He is at Jumbo Hart. I'm at Fitzy GFY. Don't forget to follow at Six Rings Pod. We'll have some new podcasts this week as we get you pumped, primed, and ready for the showdown in Vegas between Mentor and Master 405 Eastern. Once again, the game was flexed out of primetime on Sunday Night Football. It'll be on the Fox Network. Andy will have you with Kyrie Thompson on the Six Rings postgame show. Next Sunday, I'll be in Vegas corresponding from Allegiant Stadium. And don't worry, we'll have a double six rings on Monday as I fill in for Gresh and we do a Gresh and Keefe six ring style. Good night. Thanks once again for listening to the Six Rings postgame show on WEI. Final score, Patriots 27, Cards 13. Have a great day, everybody. God bless. And as always, go Pats. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.